Hello and welcome to the BSFT Fitcast with me, your host, Ben Stewart. Today we have another episode of the Client Diaries. And in this podcast, we'll be discussing the honest truths about having a personal trainer, what it's like to have regular sessions and the benefit it has with one of my many clients. I hope you enjoy. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Client Diaries with me, Ben from Ben Stewart Fitness and Therapy. Today, I have another client with me, funny enough, on Client Diaries. His name is Paul. Um, welcome to the podcast, Paul. Could you just tell all the listeners about yourself, what you've been doing with your lockdown, as well as training sessions? What's brought you to me all to start off with? Okay, yes, I can do that. Um, nice to speak to you after such a long period of... Uh, I can't see you, but I can speak to you. Um, yeah, I'm uh, 67 years old. Um, and uh, retired, and um, I have been pretty fit most of my life. I've always done some sort of activity, um, and I've been with you, I think, now for just over two years. I think that's right, isn't it? I've I've got on my notes right with me the eighth of March two thousand eighteen. Okay, well there you go. So yeah, yeah, just over just over two years now, which seems like it's gone really quick to me. Well, time always flies by, doesn't it, Ben? And I can assure you it flies by even quicker when you get to my age, but we won't go there. I thought you were going to say when you're having fun, because <laughs> that's how good these sessions are. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. What fun. <laughs> anyway, during lockdown, uh, I'm, as you know, fortunate insofar as I uh, have a wonderful wife called Wendy, who is also a personal trainer. Uh, and you know her very well because you've been with her. Um, so we've been walking, stretching. I've been meditating. I've always, as you know, been a very keen cyclist. And therefore, I've been out on the bike. And indeed, Wendy and I have been out on our bikes together. Yeah. So that's been quite nice. So we've, we've tried to keep ourselves active. Uh, obviously, recently, I've gone back to playing golf which uh, uh, some people say is a good walk spoiled but no, <laughs> it is a walk um and um as i think i mentioned to you while we were chatting before we started i've actually managed to lose about eight kilos during this period of time so i've done pretty well we're going to um going to dive into the secret of that because i don't think many people can be as proud to say they've lost eight kilos during lockdown but what you've just said there, I think you've been quite fortunate, certainly with Wendy, um, being there by your side every day, making sure you're doing something. But also a lot of your hobbies have been able to be sort of fulfilled during lockdown. Um, a lot of the general gym goers wouldn't just go out and venture around a golf course or on a bike for a few miles. Um, well, I've always done that. I've ridden a bike my entire life since I first learned to ride one when I was about four years old and I've never stopped. Yeah. <clears throat> Obviously not every day. Um, so that's just habit with me. That's just something I do. I do it for enjoyment. It helps me relax. It helps me to turn my brain off. Um, I've got to be honest and say I'm a bit of a fair weather cyclist. I made the mistake last week of going out and uh, it absolutely poured down. And unfortunately, uh, the front wheel got away from me and I cracked my elbow on the pavement. Oh, but, blimey. But it's OK. It's OK. It was a, not, not a problem. So, yes, um, I, I do try and be active all the time if I can be. 
Good, 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 good. Um, so diving back to sort of March of 2018, um, what was the main reason back then that you, you reached out? And, and certainly, you know, as we said, your wife being a personal trainer, um, what was it that made you come to see someone like me over perhaps using sessions with her? I'm glad you asked me that. Um, <laughs> I thought I was being brave for a second. Yeah, there. you were, weren't you? <laughs> Well, at the time that I came to see you, if you recall, the first time I came to see you was because I, I wanted you to manipulate my back. Uh, and that's how we first started meeting. And the problem was that my sciatic nerve had got trapped in my back uh, by the spine and it was pressing up against the spine too much and consequently I was getting a huge amount of pain down the back of the legs uh, and it was just uncomfortable and it was getting worse and it had been going on for quite some time um, probably before I met you it had been going on for two or three years um, when the warmer weather came it kind of eased off a bit but as soon as it got damp and miserable again it was horrible yeah. now i'd gone to see uh seek medical help and that inevitably was going to lead to some form of surgery at the time when i met you i didn't really know what that surgery was going to be and so um wendy uh, who you'd worked with previously recommended you to me and said why don't you go and see Ben uh, you and I kind of knew each other anyway yeah 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 um and I explained to you what was going on and, and really the purpose of personal training was to use someone's expertise to help me get as fit as possible so as once I had the surgery um I you know was going to have the minimum amount of recovery time uh, because I was already as fit as I could be under those circumstances. So that's what yeah. led me to you in the first place. You might ask me why I didn't go with my <laughs> darling wife, um, <laughs> who we've just celebrated 40 years of marriage. So um, Happily. And, and the reason is this. It's quite simple. Um, we've been married for 40 years, and we're rather familiar with each other. And therefore... Uh, as I'm rather difficult to tell what to do, as you well know, <laughs> probably going with somebody else was a much more, um, it was a better idea. Yeah. I um, I can I can certainly relate somewhat, and and hopefully she listens to this, um, which is I'm talking about my girlfriend, and and hopefully she understands that there's someone else in the same boat here that, you know, I feel like it's so much easier to to train someone that I'm not yet well certainly married to but also um, romantically engaged with uh it adds another dynamic to it you know as yeah. you say I, I get on fine with Wendy I, I uh, in terms of that I go to her spin classes sometimes and uh, as I say we've been doing stretching in the morning when she goes into trainer mode and I, I'm absolutely fine with it I don't have a problem but um apart from anything else she's busy as well so fitting me in is is not that easy absolutely yeah um, and what about sort of commitment to the to say the rehab program the, the strength program do you think it would have been um less committal if if you had trained with with wendy 
I can't answer that question, Ben, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it may have been. Yeah. Um, I think going to see you and obviously, uh, as, as I think all your listeners probably know by now, you work out at the pump gym over at uh, past Kingsthorpe and going to that, that type of gym and, and going to somewhere new with someone new was probably the best way of approaching it because it meant that uh, we were all, if, if you like, we were both starting out together on a journey. Yeah. Uh, and Wendy was already part of that, that journey to start with. So of course. It the same kind of motivation. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, and throughout these sort of sessions, then obviously we've, we've got into the reason why, and it's a very specific reason, you know, it wasn't just you'd like to lose X amount of weight, but the weight did, did come off ready for the surgery. Um, and you're certainly a lot fitter and stronger, but what would you say you've learned the most from the sessions? Mm, yes, that's a very good question. If anything, what did I learn hopefully. From the um, I learned that you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I can't count. <laughs> you can't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I jest, although I don't jest about you not being able to count. Um, <laughs> And I think most of your clients who have been on this or have listened to them probably are nodding their heads because <laughs> they know he, he can't count. Um, I've, I've learned how to um, work in exercise without necessarily sort of not having specific things to do or, or oh, I'll go on this or I'll go on that or or I'll do 10 minutes on the treadmill, or it's much more organized, it's much more specific. I've got a better understanding of the um, way that I'm working my body, the types of exercises that help me, because you've been able to understand how and what I can and can't do. Yeah. Sometimes, even though I'm very, and you've said this yourself, I'm probably one of the people who are much more aware of what my body's doing and how it's reacting. Um, you need that guidance in order to be able to, um, you know, do it in a more focused way. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always sort of gone down that line with clients is giving people programs to go away and do is, is all well and good. But I know we have a very kind of, um, relaxed enjoyable session but we always make it very productive of what we're trying to work on and it's just the little tweaks is you've got a, a lifetime of knowledge so I can say right go and do that and you'll know exactly what I mean just by my very poorly explained coaching points but I'm saying okay that looks quite easy try it like this next and we just make those tiny little tweaks just to make it as good as we can in that point yeah it's a shame that I don't know my left from my right but <laughs> Usually, as long as we do the one side and then the opposite, it doesn't really matter how we start, which is the main. If I say right and you go left, I'll go, okay, well, he's in his 60s, bless him, we'll, we'll let him go. <laughs> I, have, I have to say, during this period, I haven't missed going to the gym at all. No? That's not to say that I, I'm not looking forward to perhaps going back when it's, in my opinion, calmed down even a little more. Yeah. Uh, an opinion I think you share. 
but I haven't really missed it. It's it's not bothered me not going. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how I approach things once I am able to go back. Yes, uh, I think the best thing with with your situation circumstances is you've been able to keep active and you've actually taken on some new things as you sort of touched on before we started sort of mindfulness and meditation as well being brought in which talking to other other clients and and people on social media has been quite a a common thing you know they haven't got a big heavy set of dumbbells to go and use so now they're able to explore some mobility or stretching that they would never give the time time of day for yeah you're absolutely right although i have to say um having wendy as a, as a personal trainer in the house there, there's a fair bit of equipment here though no heavy dumbbells but there's certainly no shortage of exercise equipment yeah and most of it now is down the back of the garden so <laughs> <laughs> um and that was kind of where our training was at wasn't it so i suppose it's nice just to touch on you've now had your back surgery do you yes, want to it, tell your story well, from surgery to now and, and go yeah, through that? Yeah, yeah. So I had the surgery in February 2019. Uh, it got delayed quite a few times, as, as you will remember. Um, and I had then a minimal minimum of six weeks of basically not doing a great deal other than a few exercises I wasn't really able to come back to the sessions and to the gym because that just wasn't going to happen. I couldn't play golf. I, I couldn't ride the bike. I couldn't really do a huge amount at all. Um, but it gradually, gradually and reasonably quickly, certainly faster than the six weeks, other than walking, um, I was back to some sort of uh, activity. And I think I, I rejoined you round about the June, was it? Do you remember? Oh, let me see. I was I prepared the notes for um when you started, but um that's two thousand eighteen, so nineteen. It was the third of May. So we had a gap the between the yeah, twenty second of February through to the third of May was the time you had off. And I think you, you would have noticed, and I certainly did, um, not to begin with, but reasonably quickly, you could tell that I was much more um, active. I didn't have any pain anymore. Yeah. Uh, I went from walking five kilometres on a treadmill to reasonably quickly running uh, three or four kilometres on a, on a treadmill, which I hadn't done for years, if the truth be told. And I think, um, you know, we graduated in terms of the exercises we were doing. Um, I was doing a lot more uh, weight machine work. And um, I'm very pleased to say that the operation has been an absolute and complete success. Yeah, I think as you sort of touched on there is how we, I was managing your sessions before the, the surgery and making sure you're in the best situation that you could be in with your pain yeah. there's so many layers to that and then when you came back it was very much you've almost had 13 14 weeks off now I just need to ease you back into things and, and slowly build that strength up and and yeah give it giving it a year further down the line into 2020 and you were 
bench pressing probably the heaviest you'd ever done working on overhead strength and, and some more back ex- uh, exercises um we're creating quite a good strong sort of physique for you yeah yeah i i think that's absolutely true um i'm no longer interested as i might have been in my youth uh in building muscle as such but i'm also well aware that one has to maintain what what you've got and, and as you know my motivation these days is just to stay as fit as i can do as i approach my 70s and 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 go into what one might you know term as older age so yeah. uh, if i can keep fit and active whilst i'm getting older that is really what motivates me now and that's i suppose from my point of view with our sessions and and hopefully any other trainers listen here that are, are working with slightly older clients is I almost don't take your age into account. It's, it's your ability with an exercise. Um, yeah. and, and I think there's some exercises that, yeah, are perhaps a little bit too challenging in terms of coordination or balance, but we can regress them. But the fact that you play golf, you're very coordinated. You've had a lifetime of gym you would, activities. You would have said that if you'd seen me yesterday. <laughs> We've all got to have a bad day out there, eh? <laughs> um, so it's it's very much, I don't necessarily, you know, treat you as someone nearing their 70s. It's very much, we do some deadlifts. We do some some resistance work solely to keep that muscular ability there and hopefully keep your joints as mobile as possible as well. No, and I, and I, I appreciate that. And I, I'm, I'm well aware that you don't sort of... Um pay attention to how old I might be and I'm I'm probably uh, I would like to think I'm as fit as anybody of my age and fitter than most so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think as a personal trainer if you if you hesitate or, or c- consider someone's age too much then that isn't probably the right path to go down you have to obviously consider their physical condition, yeah. but their physical condition could be uh, bad if they were 25 years old or 35 years old. Absolutely. So, you know, the, those are things that uh, you obviously, you know, um, cater for. Uh, and yeah. I appreciate the way that you, you basically don't take any notice of uh, me whatsoever, really. You just do this, do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, well, no, I, yeah. I, I am pretty good at telling you something when I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, ben, no. <laughs> okay, Paul, no problems. <laughs> um, so what would you what would you put down if, if you were to say the biggest thing you've achieved over these last sort of uh, two years? What would you say the biggest thing in your eyes has been that you've achieved? I think the biggest thing was making sure that I was in reasonable condition going into the surgery, coming out of it and maintaining and improving that fitness, um, trying to keep my weight down, which um, got a little bit out of control over last Christmas and had to be put back in check again. Um, and uh, really just um, just continuing to to keep fit and, and keep healthy. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of main, maintaining it. You know, you said earlier on in the podcast, 
you don't really enjoy going to the gym. You certainly haven't missed it during lockdown. No, it's no. Not a... I didn't say I didn't enjoy going to the gym. I said I hadn't missed it. Hadn't missed it. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a difference. There's a difference with you not enjoying it. I, I wish you'd come across that you enjoy it in our sessions sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as a whole, it's, it's maintaining that enjoyment. Satisfaction. it's maintaining that enjoyment and that dedication to coming in we have our sessions once a week but you do train around that you're obviously out on the golf course and hopefully on your bike when the weather's good as well throughout the week you've got a very good lifestyle in terms of activity yeah i I think enjoyment in the gym for me um to put it in perspective is something that perhaps I no longer look at it that way because I've been going to a gym for so many years on and off since I was your age and younger yeah. that it's no longer, you know, the novelty of it or the, the, the type of gym or whatever it might be is no longer really of that much interest to me. It's a means to an end. And yes, I don't, I, it's, it's not that I don't enjoy the exercise or that I don't, um, want to go it, it, it's it's a means to an end it's it's something that I know that has to be an activity that one has to do in order to achieve the long-term effect of what it gives you okay that's, that's really interesting so a lot of my younger clients and I will call this a generational thing then would always say if I don't enjoy it, I want to find something I can enjoy. And I'm all for, you know, if you like playing basketball, yeah, don't worry about going to the gym, go and play basketball. That will keep you active. Um, if you don't like running, take up cycling or swimming. Um, but what you're saying is you can see the benefit of what the gym and the equipment there has to offer. And you'd rather just sort of suck it up and do it, so to speak. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to um, sort of, you know, make it sound as though, oh God, it's such drudgery going to the gym, but I've got to go and this, that, and the other. Uh, that's not the case. But I have a balanced view of why I'm doing it. Um, if I thought for one moment I could maintain my fitness and and, and that type of thing without necessarily going to a gym, I probably wouldn't go. Yeah, for me, it is part of a fitness regime that I know works for me. And that's that's the important bit, isn't it? Is it's what works and fits in with with you and your lifestyle, um, as well as or maybe not so other people and their lifestyles. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, I think we've touched on it a little bit already, but have you got any particular goals in your mind? that you'd like to be sharing? I mean, at the minute, it's all very much maintain fitness, keep your conditioning, do as much as we can for as long as we can. Have you got anything more specific that you'd like to work towards? Um, no. No. <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> that the answer <laughs> That's fine. We can I, roll with no. I find it very difficult uh, to understand the mentality of a lot of, the younger generation these days who for some reason, and we've discussed this, you and I before want to go off and you do it yourself. So you're not excused from this. They want to go off and test themselves to some ridiculous limit. I understand why people run marathons. 
I understand why they climb mountains. I understand why they go windsurfing or whatever it happens to be that they, they, they go and do. But um, this modern trend of testing yourself to inevitable limits of your uh, uh, exhaustion just seems to me to be unnecessary. Um, but then again, I'm 67 and most of the people who do it are probably a hell of a lot younger than I am. So I don't have those kind of goals. I've never had those kind of goals. I've often thought about possibly running a marathon just to see if I could do it. Uh, and I might have had a passing thought in my lifetime about maybe doing this or maybe doing that. I did ride a lot of what they call sportives, which are social bicycle rides over a distance from anything from 25 to 90 miles. Okay. And in the end, I found that uh, it just really, you know, wasn't for me. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have those goals. Um, if I have a goal, uh, I just want to live for as long as possible. And the way of doing that is to keep fit. I think it doesn't matter how many marathons you do, if you're still unhealthy or inactive in between your training your style of training and, and methods is probably going to be better off if it's a little bit less intense, but over a longer period of time, the benefits may well um, hold on to it a little bit more. Um, yeah. In, in lockdown, Paul, I've been planning my next charitable event for next year. Uh -huh. um, so obviously last year was Snowden. Um, yes. Are you going? So what I'm going to try and do next year in, in 2021 is, uh, the three peaks over three days right so, now lo lots of people do it forwards but i'm going to try and do it backwards now by backwards you mean physically backwards walking to the summit and back of the three peaks backwards if we weren't doing this podcast i'm <laughs> wearing at you now <laughs> thank you i did give you an ex explicit warning didn't i <laughs> um yeah this is the sort of thing you're saying about though isn't it is for me that is going to be almost my my personal goals for 2021, if not towards the end of 2020, where my training is going to really start on that. Um, I know you ask the questions on this podcast, but I have to ask you, why, why do you think <laughs> do that? Possibly because no one else has. Are you sure? No, that's the one I'm holding back on that bit of research right now. <laughs> I suspect Ben by now every someone has done just about everything. All right, I've got my I've got my laptop in front of me. Let me try and keep the type into a, a very quiet minimum. Um, on the next point, uh, Paul, let me just get this talking so there's no weird silence as I'm uh, researching this as we speak. Um, do you think you could maintain your health and well-being? Um, commitments into the gym without having a personal trainer do you think that's kind of part of your your gym workout now well for many years obviously i didn't have a personal actually that's not entirely true i, did, I have had one in the past unfortunately we weren't um how shall i put it our personalities clashed a little yeah um but for many years i haven't had personal trainer and I've still gone to the gym perhaps not as regularly as I do by having you uh meeting you on a Friday um I, I, 
It's a difficult question. I, I, I kind of like the routine of meeting you. Um, we only do a half-hour session. It's, it's not a long session. Um, on, on that Friday, as we do, I think around about 10 o'clock, we usually meet, don't we? Yeah. Um, and I like, the, I like the, the banter. I like the camaraderie of it. I, I like uh, that side of it almost as much as I do knowing that, you know, I'm going to get some benefit from it. So probably for now... I would have to say that um, I would be motivated to keep going to the, the gym with a personal trainer. Oh, good. Um, I think as you sort of touched on that, for a lot of people, it's almost solely the routine, isn't it? Um, you know that on that session on a Friday morning, that is when I am expecting you in the gym and we go through a very good planned workout together. Um, we and do. If, you ha- if you happen not to wake up, in the best of uh, motivational mindsets or you don't really feel like it nine times out of 10, you still make it in. I don't think you've, you've ever, if not often canceled. I think I've only canceled you once. Yeah. And that was for a very uh, good reason. So uh, no, I, I would, unless I was ill or I'd got that, you know, injured. So as I couldn't do something, um, I would continue to come. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think most people, I, I mean, I don't work anymore, as you know, I'm retired, so I don't have that kind of routine anymore in my life. Um, but, uh, I think human beings in general like to have, you know, some sort of regular things that they do each week, even every day. Um, yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's part of the human condition. It's the way that we are. And I think I can certainly draw on personal experience over this lockdown time is having very little routine all of a sudden. Um, and even, you know, how my days work. You know, I am self-employed. Um, I kind of create my own routine at work. Um, so in, in essence, I could have created a similar routine without any clients and, and at home. I've really struggled, you know, to find that motivation to do something at the same time each day of the week. Well, let's face it. It's, it's a unique um, and a, a, a situation that we've been through that none of us will have experienced before. It, it's, it's a totally and utterly, you know, completely uh, just a, a freaky thing that's going on. And, and none of us we're used to it none of us know how to handle it yeah i have to say that i've probably been luckier than most because in reality my routine and my life hasn't been majorly affected by it but for people like yourself and wendy uh, and and others who have not been able to do what they normally do it must be quite unsettling yeah and i think it's it's made me draw on you know those certain times you know even if i'm just sat in bed reading a book in the mornings or evenings or whenever i can read yeah all big long words and everything (laughs) (laughs) you'll be really impressed i still can't count very well for the reps but uh um he's definitely drew on a little bit of sort of thoughtfulness about as people do retire and you've gone from this whole lifetime of work to having as much time as, as you do how did you find that change sort of mentally? Um, 
I found it difficult at first because obviously you're going into something that you weren't doing before. Although, to be fair, I was only working two days a week yeah. prior to retiring. It's, um, it's quite an adjustment. I don't think I struggled with it as much as other people that I know who've, who've retired, um, you know, that I've spoken to. Um, some of them find it very difficult to be not as active as they were before. Others find it um, difficult to fill their days. I'm, you know, I, I, I think that there is still, even, even to this day, though not nowhere near as much, there's these mornings when you wake up and think, I should be doing something, I should be going somewhere, I should, yeah. I'm not going to work. And that kind of is a bit of a mental adjustment. But now, uh, what, nearly two years down the line, no, one year down the line, but one of the bit years down the line, um, now I'm fully, I'm fully adjusted to it and uh, enjoying it. Enjoying it. Good. That's the main thing. Well, I worked for 47 years, so I think it's time for a rest. You've had a little bit of time off now, haven't you? Yeah. Um, what would you say? And I think the best way to answer this question is someone in your similar situation. So maybe coming towards retirement or within their 60s, because I'm getting this this question asked to all of, obviously, the clients that I, I see regularly. And I don't just want it to kind of get, what would you say to someone potentially looking to get a personal trainer? But what would you say to someone in a similar situation to yourself that hasn't used a personal trainer that may well be looking into venturing into one after this lockdown period? I would say this, and I, I've written an answer down, actually. Excellent. So um, I would say this. If you're thinking of getting a personal trainer at any age, never mind at my age, but perhaps more particularly at, at my kind of age, try it. Find someone that you can have a few sessions with. Um, if you don't like it, don't do it. Don't do it because you feel you have to. Do it because you want to. Make sure that you gel with the person that you're training with. Don't go with someone simply because you think that they're going to be able to train you. Because if you don't get on with them, it's very quickly going to become difficult to motivate yourself but before you go to anybody who might train you you need to be aware for yourself why you want to do it and what you want to do it for it's no good just going to a personal trainer because oh well i need to keep fit i need to lose a bit of weight i need to... yes all of those things are relevant yeah but get some sort of mental picture of what you want to do, why you want to do it, and, and what the future holds for you if you continue to do it. And I also want to try and perhaps even add to that, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, because I am a personal trainer rather than a client, but the opposite as well. You're saying about what you'd want to do, but a lot of trainers perhaps would force their ways and their ideologies onto their clients so it's also what you don't want to do well this is why i say make sure that you gel with your personal trainer certainly you need to have a, a an initial conversation and, and and consultation with them and you need you need to listen to them as much as they need to listen to you 
yeah. get some idea from them that they understand what you are trying to do. Now, it might be that you just want to be fit. You don't really know how to go about it. You think that a personal trainer is a way of doing it and you're quite naive or innocent or uneducated about how you train or what goes on in a gym or, or whatever type of training you decide that you're going to do. So you need to be able to have the confidence that that personal trainer that you go to, be it a man, be it a woman, be it someone older, younger, whoever it happens to be, are able to understand what you need to do and how you need to do it. If you don't feel that that person is right for, for, for you, don't go with them simply because they know how to train. Yeah. Isn't going to work. Yeah. I think you could be the, the best um, exercise program writer uh, in the world. But if you've got none of those kind of understanding, empathetic skills that you can pass over to your sessions, it's, it's not going to work for a lot of people. Well, you, you gave me a list of questions. And if we jump forward to the last one you gave me, Trump. which is about what does a personal trainer need? I've written this. Patience, humour. Empathy, understanding um, that you of, of what you think of and what they think of you. Uh, naturally, I expect them to be knowledgeable and pre-qualified. Unfortunately, I chose you, but then you can't have everything, can you? Um, <laughs> but that, those, are the, those are the qualities you need. Now, you'll notice that I put patience, humour empathy and understanding at the top of the list. Yeah. Not whether they were knowledgeable or well-trained or knew what they were doing. I expect them to do to be like that because otherwise I'm hoping they wouldn't be a personal trainer in the first place. Though You and I both know that that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you and I have a, a, I think, a good relationship. We have, You have a good sense of humour. And if you didn't, quite frankly, I wouldn't go with you. Yeah. Um, we laugh and we joke and we, we take the mick out of each other. Uh, and, and that's fantastic. But I also know that you know what you're doing. So I don't even worry about that. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I know that you understand me. Not necessarily what I'm physically like or what I can lift or what I can move or how fast I can run or what I can pull, you understand me. And that is a big thing if you're going to have a personal trainer. I think for a lot of people, and, and maybe not so much as you've, as you've got older, because you kind of learn that people don't care anyway, but as you are younger, you are getting put into you know, situations where you are hot, sweaty, you're at your weakest point. And if, if you don't fully entrust your personal trainer to not feel judged in that moment, not necessarily feel like they're they're focusing solely on you, it it adds another whole dynamic to the session that shouldn't be there. You should feel totally comfortable and confident when you've been put through a really hot, sweaty workout with with your trainer. And it's the first time you've ever done it, and then you might feel a bit dizzy and sick and lightheaded can your trainer handle that situation just as well as no this is it this is part of it this is you developing and getting stronger it's man that's horrible i've been in that situation no one yeah. wants to feel like that and i was going to say we've all seen personal trainers 
while we've been working out who have been with other clients and perhaps just observed the way that they interact with them. And sometimes you get the impression that they are basically a little bit like a drill sergeant telling them what to do uh, without any real um, explanation or necessarily, you know, um, specific instruction as to why they're yeah. asking them to do that. And, and, you know, if you're being trained by somebody and that's the way they're behaving towards you, you just do it. Now, whether you're really getting the benefit of it could be called into question. But, um, you know, like any industry, you're going to get good people. You're going to get bad people. That's inevitable. Yeah. Um, you just have to make sure that when you want to be trained by somebody that you pick the right one for you. And that's I think that's the important thing is. I think a lot of people perhaps getting into the industry as a new personal trainer, a young trainer and say, Oh my goodness, look at all these people already qualified, but it doesn't take long to be a bit different for things that aren't even to do with your qualifications um, or your experience. Just being that person that's nice, friendly, smiley and understanding, empathetic, and all the things you've just listed there will set you apart from a huge majority of trainers in the industry um, I mean, you, you obviously had an advantage from for me because a I knew you and b you'd worked with Wendy and she always spoke and still speaks very highly of you. Um, so if she was prepared to recommend you to me, in in some ways that was good enough for me. Now, as it as it turns out, you and I, you know, get on really well. Yeah. Um, in spite of the fact you can't count. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it has to work because a personal trainer, I think, is a little bit like, nowhere near as intimate, of course, but it's a, it's a little bit like uh, some sort of um, dual relationship. It's, it's, it's a kind of intimate relationship um, without any connotations of anything impropriatory. Um, you know, it's it, 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 the word personal is in the title. It absolutely. It's a very personal relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you say about how, how Wendy has, has recommended you. You know, that's only because she's basically taught me everything I know. Yeah, but I, I didn't want to say that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Paul, I think that's a great, great point there just to wrap this, this podcast on. This has given you... Um, Another opportunity now. Have you got anything else you'd like to add towards the end of this podcast? Anything that we feel like we've missed? Anything you've got wrote down on your notes that you feel like is going to be valuable to this? No, I, I, I think we've probably covered most of the things that uh, you sort of gave me a list of questions on. Um, it's very easy not to be motivated. It's very easy to sit and do nothing. It's um, And as you get older... Uh, you're a little bit more aware of your limitations. You, you, you know, you know how your body reacts and, and you need to relate that to your exercise. And I think having a personal trainer, um, certainly as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, allows, helps me in, to, to be able to do that. So for me, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a good experience because I've been able to um, 
recognise a little bit more about what I can do and what I can't do. Yeah. Just as important as it, as as keeping fit. For sure. No, that's brilliant. Thank you again for taking the time out of your afternoon to to do this for me. You were going to say busy day and then realise that I don't actually have. No one has a busy day at the minute, do they? (laughs) (laughs) So all this time you spent with a mind reader as well, which is very impressive. (laughs) No, thanks again, Paul. Good to talk to you. And I see that we've been going for nearly 50 minutes. It's, uh, It's amazing, isn't it, just where that time goes on these things.